0: Welcome to the Inspirational Australians podcast, where we chat to people making a difference in their communities and in the lives of others. And here is your host for today, Jeff Griffin.
1: Welcome to the Inspirational Australians podcast, stories of inspiring achievements and community contribution. Every week, we will celebrate an award program category winner or finalist. We hope you'll be inspired and encouraged to know that Australia is in good hands. Together with our corporate partners and not-for-profit partners, Awards Australia showcase ordinary people from right across Australia doing extraordinary things. If you enjoy hearing the stories of our inspirational Australians, please subscribe, rate us and review us. We'd really appreciate it. My guest today is passionate about working with and empowering our First Nation Australians. She completed her undergraduate double degree in law and business in marketing in Adelaide and also has a strong passion for contract property and criminal law, native title, social justice and the application of justice within communities. It's a mouthful and she does a lot. You're going to love it. So stick with us. For her significant community and professional contribution to First Nation people, Alex Craig was awarded the McDonald's NT Career Achievement Award in the 2021 NT Young Achiever Awards, which was held earlier this year at Mindle Beach Casino Resort. It's such an honour to have you on the podcast. Alex, welcome.
2: Thanks, Jeff. That was a um, very kind introduction. It's great to be here.
1: Well, you are a powerhouse. You've done so much. And it's <laughs> a little wonder that you won the Career Achievement Award. And what you do also is so purposeful, meaningful and makes a real difference. And not all of us have the ability to say what we do really does make an impact. So it is such a thrill to talk with you today. And uh, I'm keen to unpack some of your career, by uh, certainly by starting with what led you to an undergraduate double degree in law and business in the first place?
2: Uh, I um, am the, I come from a long line of lawyers. I am the sixth generation of lawyer in my family um, and proudly the first female. But when I was in year 12 and kind of umming and ahhing about what to do, I had a conversation with my dad, who was a lawyer, and said I'm thinking about doing law and he said don't do it um don't do it you'll hate it just don't do it um and I yeah I thought long and hard about that um and then I had a gap year and I went to work at a commercial law firm in Adelaide for a year to just see how I liked it and it definitely didn't put me off so I hit the books and went to law school so um Yeah, it was just um, the combination of the business degree and the law degree made sense.
1: So just an aside, how many times when you were growing up did you say to your dad when he told you what to do or your mum, for that matter, I object and uh, (laughs) and did you then cross-examine and win the case?
2: (laughs) No, I don't think there was any of that. I think it was more so like friends of ours that would come over, and um, I mean, we that was we we had no point of reference. That was just the normal for us. Like you know, dad going um, going to court sometimes being on the news um, because of clients, and yeah, that was it. Was all very normal. So yeah, there wasn't too much of that, Jack.
1: <laughs> well, at least you had some grounding for what was to come in your yeah. future. And whilst you're at the University of South Australia, you represented the uni at the 2015 International Union for the Conservation of Natural Colloquium in Jakarta. And you presented a co-written paper, didn't you? Can you tell us about the paper, the trip, and your passion for the environment?
2: Yeah. Um, so I undertook an elective um, at university um, for environmental law And I had a fabulous lecturer um, at the university who really took me under her wing. Um, And we wrote this. The concept of the paper was basically like under the um, South Australian Marine Parks Act, there was provision for community participation um, in the declaration and management of the um, marine parks. And basically, we were looking into objectively how effective community participation um, is in protecting marine diversity. Um, So that was the paper and it was basically um, about the no-take fishing zones and South Australians are very passionate about their fishing um, and how the interaction about how, yeah, the community's involvement, um, um, yeah, can achieve basically conservation for these really important, yeah, like the biodiversity. I guess. Um, the trip, we were lucky enough, the paper, we were, yeah, we were given the opportunity to go to Jakarta to present the paper and that was my first time overseas with the university. Um, it was unlike anything I'd ever um, experienced before. I think the the academic world is one like no other. Um, we presented the paper there at the colloquium um, and there were people there, obviously this was before COVID, People there from all over the world um, and as a student um, just lapped it up.
1: Sounds amazing. would have been such an experience. Yeah, it was. After completing your degree, you moved to the Northern Territory and you accepted a casual contract with the Central Australian Women's Legal Service whilst completing your graduate diploma in legal practice. How did you find the transition to the Territory, the work you were doing and the additional study, managing all
2: that at once? Yeah, um, I remember it being a very busy time (laughs) in my life, but one that I look back with um, fondness, I think the Central Australian Women's Legal Service, um, they're a fantastic organisation in Alice Springs um, with only female practitioners, um, and I was assisting with the community legal education program. Yeah, I just remember being very, very busy, but... I am still living in Alice Springs. So um all of that doing all of that at once didn't put me off. So still here.
1: Clearly, yeah, clearly you didn't <laughs> get put off. You obviously <laughs> love it there and such a beautiful place, the Alice and the territory. Such a beautiful place. I love my visits to the territory. Yeah, in
2: fact it's I, so good.
1: Yeah. And after successfully completing your diploma and of course admission as an officer of the Supreme Court. Of the Northern Territory and also the High Court of Australia. Congratulations by the way. Thank you. You now work at the Central Land Council or CLC. Can you tell us about your role there? What's involved as well?
2: Yeah so um, the Central Land Council is a Indigenous Commonwealth statutory rep body. Um, uh, my role at the CLC is as a regional lawyer for the South Eastern Alice Springs. Um, so um, I do predominantly Native Title and Aboriginal Land Rights Act. So I provide, you know, legal advice to Native title holders, um, community residents um, and traditional owners about um, many things, but the main things um, are, you know, mining matters. If a mining company um, wants to mine on Aboriginal land, we um, provide legal advice and assist to negotiate those agreements. Um, and then um, Assisting and advising in relation to um, economic development on Aboriginal land. Um, and basically, advise from the acquisition, use, and occupation and management of that land. So um, it keeps me busy, but it means I'm very lucky that I get to visit um, some really remote Aboriginal communities um, and meet some really incredible people.
1: Yeah, it would be fascinating and beautiful to see these native lands, meet the beautiful people. Uh, uh, Yeah, I can only imagine how wonderful it would be, but it must be a little bit complex as well. Some of this law would be very involved and complex.
2: I think that's one of the um, things that I really love about working at the CLC, like no two days are the same, every every day is different, but I think I take um, the most enjoyment from navigating complex legal um, situations or matters for people in our community who are ESL. I mean, um, yeah, I think that's that's why I do what I do.
1: Yeah, and uh, clearly you do it well. You've been in the uh, Territory and particularly Alice Springs now for a while. What are some of the other things you get involved in? I know you're involved with the community sports as a community sports med trainer at uh, the FL. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that and what else are you up to?
2: So, yeah, I do some Sundays I go down and support the community football program. So that's for all the remote communities. They come in and play footy on a Sunday. So I assist um, with sports med. So that's just, you know, prevention, um, management of injuries, what it looks like is someone maybe um, doing taping, first aid um, on the side of a football game. I'm really passionate about football in the centre, um, because I think the benefits of football last um, a lot longer after that final siren goes. I think it, yeah, it really has a um, an incredible purpose here. The other thing that I do with um, AFLNT or the CAAFL up here is I'm a tribunal member. That's something that kind of came about through doing Sports Med. Um, so I sit on the tribunal and. Um, And sit on um, matters where players are charged with um, various offences and I think that experience has been incredibly formative. Um, What else do I do? I am a residential support worker at um, the Alice Springs Youth Accommodation Support Service. I got involved with that organisation because I think sometimes at CLC we're dealing with bigger picture things and I, I think Um, The thing that I love most about my CLC role is when I get to um, liaise with client and have that, you know, client contact and build that relationship. And so that's why I kind of got involved with ASIAS. I mainly assist with their mums and bubs house. So that's a home that they have um, and it's for 12 to 22-year-old Northern Territory females who are pregnant or expecting um, and really, that's where they go when they've got nowhere else to go. So it's about providing a roof over their head, meals, structure, making sure they go to school if that's what they want to achieve. And yeah, I I I found, you know, moving to the territory, um, the territory territory is being quite new. But I think um, what's made the transition really easy or easier has been to get involved as much as I can, and that's what I've tried to do here.
1: Well, it sounds very rewarding and very, very important as well. What do you actually enjoy most about your work in the broader picture?
2: Well, I've just come, so last week I've just come back from a four-day bush trip. Um, We were out remote doing a native title authorisation. Um, Because I'm still... uh, still learning the ropes and I'm still what they would classify a baby lawyer I haven't been practicing for for a very long time probably three three or four years um I'm still really enjoying learning like I think every day I'm thrown into situations where um I've I've never experienced those matters before or and I'm just enjoying learning um and just the challenge I think it's been really yeah really interesting
1: just a little tip, we're always learning. <laughs> you never <laughs> stop. But I think it's probably a bit more interesting well, when good, you're learning <laughs> new, 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 rather than new, a little bit of what you already know.
2: Yeah. I think past- it's the combination. Yeah, the combination of being able to go to really remote places in Australia and then dealing with really interesting um, parts of the law.
1: Yeah. That no, would be a very really fascinating and, and beautiful to see it all come together and to meet new people and particularly those that you're making difference for. So that would be pretty cool. I mentioned earlier you won the 2021 McDonald's NT Career Achievement Award. Congratulations, by the way, on that.
2: Thank you. Must Jeff. have been
1: a real thrill to uh, to win that award. <laughs>
2: Well, um, on the night I won the award, I actually had gastro, so I couldn't fly up to Darwin. (laughs) Probably
1: a good idea not being on a plane with gastro. might have been nasty.
2: (laughs) So it was definitely a thrill. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, no, I was really honoured to win that award. It was really unexpected, um, but I, I really, I firmly believe that those awards are recognition, not just, of the finalists, but of the organisations that they work and involve themselves with.
1: Yeah, 100%. Mm. Uh, that's spot on. You know, I say to people all the time, it's not just the person that wins an award, it's the collective, the people they work with, those around them, those that support them and the people they help uh, in whatever it is that they're doing. It's such a broad impact and an appreciation. Yeah, for, for the achievements. And we never do things on our own. All of our achievements are never an individual thing. They're often a collective. It can be a small or a large collective of people supporting and making a difference and contributing in some way. So yeah, yeah you're 100% right and I couldn't agree more. With the awards nominations for the current program closing soon, would you encourage our listeners to nominate someone, and if so, why?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think because of the reasons you just said. I mean, it's the collective. It's about providing recognition to someone in the community who's doing really important work but also shining a light on um, the people they work with and for.
1: Yeah, absolutely. If any of our listeners would like to find out how to nominate someone or more about sponsor partnership opportunities, check out the awardsaustralia.com website.
0: I'm interrupting this weekly dose of inspiration to tell you about a new initiative that we've launched for people to join our tribe in supporting inspirational Australians just like Alexandra. It's our awards membership. How does it work? Well, for only $50 a year, now I'm told uh, by a reliable source, that's only $0.14 a day, you can get involved and become an awards member and the best part is 100% of the proceeds go towards prize grants for our winners, again, just like Alexandra. It gives people a chance to directly contribute to the community champions that we celebrate through the Community Achievement Awards and the Young Achiever Awards. As a member, you get first access to our notifications about the awards and new announcements. Plus, we give you some shout outs on social media in our quarterly newsletter, and right here on this podcast. So I'm super excited to acknowledge our inaugural awards members. Now we've just launched this uh, and right away we've had two incredible people jump on and support it uh, as soon as we launched it. So a huge shout out to... Donna Evans of Developing Potential Australia. Uh, She's in Tassie. Developing Potential Australia is a wonderful organisation. We provide all the corporate training that uh, anyone could possibly want. And uh, Donna as well has been a judge for a number of years on our Young Achiever Awards in Tassie. So thank you, Donna. And secondly, Judy Perkis. Thank you, Judy, for becoming an awards member as well uh, and supporting the community champions and awesome young people that we celebrate through the awards that we run. So to Donna and Judy, thank you. And I uh, can't wait to see who is going to be the next awards member. Head to shop to see more details and uh, super easy sign-up process. Can't wait to, for you to join our tribe. Now, back to uh, today's podcast.
1: Alex, what's something we might not know about you?
2: Um, what's something you might not know about me? I have... Last year, my partner and I bought a house in Alice Springs. Of course, um, that's exciting. Yeah, so that's been very exciting. Um, that's one thing, I guess. And the other thing is I'm quite a big nerd. I'm impartial to Lord of the Rings, Star Wars. <laughs>
0: <Wow>. <laughs> my
2: guilty pleasure.
1: <laughs> You're not on your own, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> so you bought a house with your partner. That's that's very exciting. Yeah. You like uh, all of these nerdy-type shows. That's pretty cool. Tell it. what else do you do? What else do you do in your spare time besides watch nerdy shows? Come on.
2: (laughs) Um, I play netball here in Alice Springs. We are renovating the house that we've bought, so that's been um, really exciting. And just spending a lot of, I think it's important, because I, um, I'm quite busy in my professional life, it's me, I think i found a balance and to have that downtime. So that might be um, taking a walk with the dogs or going to the gym with a girlfriend or listening to a podcast. So um, I do um, really enjoy my downtime.
1: I think there's something valuable there for everybody, that when you're busy in your life, you really need some time to yourself, whatever that means, whether it's you and your partner, whether it's you and your dog, whether it's you by yourself, whether it's a uh, fitness regime, whatever it is, you need to find something that will help you to step aside from the anxiety, the stress and the busyness of daily life. So mm. I think that's, that's awesome to hear yeah,
2: definitely.
1: that you're quite rounded in all those regards. You'd need to be in your job. It would be high stress, I
2: imagine. Yeah, um, It is, but I think I'm very lucky. We've got a very good um, work culture. I remember when I first started there and I sent an email on a Saturday, um, and my manager came up to me. um, She's a very strong, intelligent um, leader. um, And she said, Why are you sending an email on a Saturday? She was like, We don't do that. You don't need to do that. And I think there's, you know, people that I went to law school with, but I feel. Yeah, I feel sad for them and sorry for them that, um, I mean, across our industry, I mean, I think I'm one of the fortunate ones, but it's not always the case. And I think there needs to be more leaders in our industry um, that create those boundaries so that us as practitioners, um, we do get that time to recuperate and recharge
1: Recouping and recharging are really important, as we said. However you do that, whatever works, uh, you need to find that way and make sure you really take time to do it because it is, mm-hmm. it is critical. As life becomes busier and busier with technology, you won't remember, at least, because you probably <laughs> weren't born, but you know, technology ideally was there to give us more time to ourselves, but it's actually been the opposite. Because we can't Mm. escape from emails uh, and the expectation that we will respond. So I think setting boundaries is is a fantastic principle. Mm. What are the driving passions that makes Alex tick?
2: What are the driving passions? That's a great question. I think I grew up in a family that took a lot of pride and placed a lot of weight on um like i'm i know that i'm extremely fortunate to have gone to school to have graduated from university and to now be working and i think that um how lucky i am was never um i i never didn't know that i was lucky and i think because i am i've i've grown up in a privileged situation we were always taught that there's an obligation on those of us that come from that privilege to assist those in our community who are less fortunate, who have slipped through the cracks, and I think, or well, definitely in, in my um, in my profession, you encounter people that yeah they have slipped through the cracks, but they're still someone's son, someone's brother, someone's sister, and everyone has a story, um, and that story deserves to be told. That's what makes me tick, I guess, because I'm passionate about advocating for those. Who, yeah, are less fortunate.
1: Well, it's a good reason to tick because they're all <laughs> very purposeful and it's a great principle to live by. And you're right, everybody, you know, our motto is to make a difference but be kind. If we're kind to everybody, the world would be such a nicer place to be a part of and we'd all feel much more confident and happy about ourselves as individuals.
2: Oh, as absolutely. Well. Yeah, I think that's absolutely true.
1: But there must be times when it all gets a little too much or you're feeling a bit low. What do you do to help reset, bounce back and recharge yourself?
2: Oh, absolutely. Um, I haven't really spoken about this publicly too much, but um, I do suffer from anxiety um, and there have been periods in my life where I've been quite sick with anxiety and I don't think I recognised it at the time. But I think as I've gotten older and um, my support network has really shown up for me, I think I've been able to manage it and now I manage it quite well on my own. And I I feel like the things that have assisted managing my anxiety and both have been exercise as one, sleep, spending quality time with the people that I love, yeah, whether that be yeah, as I said before, like a walk with the dogs or um, a coffee with a girlfriend or time with the family, they're all things Net, I know now that recharge and recruit my batteries when I'm feeling flat. But I also think it's quite normal. Well, not yeah, I think it's really normal to have those ebbs and you know, peaks and troughs in your life. And I think um, we're not meant to be happy all the time And I'm really passionate about um, being really honest about my experience so that um, others feel more comfortable or, you know, they don't feel abnormal or they don't feel that because they're battling a mental illness or feeling um, not quite themselves that that's okay. But it's taken me, I'm 28, 28 in a couple of days, Taking me 28 years (laughs) to feel comfortable saying that.
1: Yeah, it's a tough one, isn't it? And the problem is we don't feel comfortable, we feel ashamed, we feel embarrassed, whatever it is, and it builds up. Yeah. And all the things that you talked about that you do to help relieve that stress and that anxiety. And Mm. thanks for sharing that with us, are all tried and tested, and they're all brilliant ways, all of them or some of them for all of us to take on board and utilise. And if you don't have a network around you that you can talk to, there's always a lifeline and just pick up the phone and chat to someone, even if it's not about your problems, your anxiety, whatever it is that's getting you low, just chat. Just talking sometimes or listening to someone else's problems uh, is a help as well. And the thing that I hear from most of our young Achiever finalists and winners is that they are so inspired by the fact that there are others like them that are working so hard to make a difference, but they all have their moments, their highs and lows, and to know that there are others like them in the same position is really helpful. It's really comforting and but also motivating so it's great to be able to tell your story, and I think we'd all be surprised mm. how many people are in exactly the same position. Uh, and you're right; it's uh,
2: yeah, yep.
1: So it is nice to think that we could be happy all the time. It's probably not a reality, but we need to deal with how we cope with those alone moments and how we set our reset yeah, ourselves. So uh, it sounds like
2: yeah. Yeah.
1: you got your head screwed. I'm pretty good.
2: Oh, thanks, Jeff. Yeah. I mean, the flip side of having anxiety is it's kind of, I see it as a bit of a superpower.
1: Tell, tell <laughs> us mean, more. Yeah.
2: <laughs> An anxious mind is thinking about all the possibilities, what could go wrong. So in that sense, I'm, I feel like I always over-prepare um, and I think that's one of my strengths as well as one of my weaknesses. But I know that, you know, that is me and I've, um, I'm have i comfortable with saying that, um, yeah, I um, I live with anxiety and I manage my anxiety. Yeah, as you said, there are many of us out there that do exactly the same. So I think it's all about letting, um, letting people know that they're not alone.
1: 100%. And anxiety is caused from stress and we all feel stress. It's how we deal with that stress. That defines the outcome in any particular time. We were designed to have stress. I mean, I guess going back historically, fear is an important fact in our lives mm. to be able to deal with the situation. Uh, and we're still faced with it every single day multiple times. So how we deal with that is, is really critical to how we how we grow and and uh, live with any given situation. So what's next for Alex?
2: What is next? Um, I see, so I'm really loving my time in Central Australia. Um, I have no plans to move at the moment. I have enrolled in a Master's of Law at um, the Australian National University, so I'll be starting that next year. Um and I'm saying that on here so that I'm accountable.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll come back and find out.
2: <laughs> yeah, I guess it's it's a bit of a bit of an unknown, but I think as long as I keep living my ethos which is, you know, get involved, take on challenges and assist those who are less fortunate, I think I think the future is bright.
1: <laughs> I think you could well be right. <laughs> Do you have any words of wisdom? You've already given us uh, many, but do you have any other words of uh, wisdom for our listeners?
2: (laughs) Um, I think going back to what you said before, I think the main thing is, and it sounds really cliche, is just be kind. I think be kind, be honest, um, trust your gut and start writing lists. I'm a big list person. I think if it's written on a list, you can't forget what you're um, what you're doing and I think it's lists are great for goal setting and ticking things off and um, and making things happen so I guess they're my four yeah words of wisdom or four um, bits of advice
1: I think they're good bits of advice I have a list that gets too long maybe because I <laughs> procrastinate but I'm not not admitting to that And the list gets too long, so I think I'm not going to look at my list. It's too too um, (laughs) too stressful and too depressing. Uh, But how good
2: does it feel when you tick those things off on the list, Jeff? How good? (laughs) Well,
1: I just transfer it from one page of my diary to the next, (laughs) uh, which doubles my workload. But uh, no, it is very good when you tick it off. I couldn't agree more. And I always ask people a bit old fashioned to keep a hard copy diary so they can tick and cross things off
2: hard copy hard copy diary all the way
1: yeah i'm not the only one
2: yep you're not the only one
1: (laughs) there's a young one that does the same yay (laughs) it's not just for us oldies where uh, where can our listeners connect with you online or get involved in some of the things that you do
2: um i would welcome any listener to contact me um on linkedin or via my Instagram handle. So it's Alexandra Craig underscore underscore. So um, feel free to reach out there.
1: All right. So same with the LinkedIn, Alexandra Craig.
2: Uh, I think so. I'll give it to you and we can put it in the show notes.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good idea. <laughs> well, Alex, it's been an absolute pleasure to chat with you today. To have you on the podcast has been a real inspiration for many, including oh, myself. Thanks,
2: Jeff. Thank You're you. Thank you.
1: You're an amazing young woman. You have a lot to give and you do do that. You're balanced. None of us are perfect, but you're as balanced as you can be and you're a great role model too for so many. So thanks so much for sharing some of your story with us today.
2: Thanks, Jeff. It's been wonderful to come on here and have this chat with you today.
1: Good luck with your future for all that you're doing to help make a difference in the lives of of uh, people in the Territory and beyond, I'm sure, one day. And until uh, next week, I hope everybody's really enjoyed listening to my chat with Alex today. And remember, please be kind and together we make a difference. I hope you enjoyed today's interview as much as I have. We would love you to subscribe to our podcast so that you won't miss an episode. Join us each week as we talk with ordinary Australians achieving extraordinary things. Did you know that Awards Australia is a family-owned business that proudly makes a difference in the lives of those that make a difference for others? And we thank our corporate and not-for-profit partners for making our award programs possible. Do you know someone that's making a difference? Or maybe your business might like to sponsor an award contact us through our Instagram page, inspirational.australians, or head to our website, awardsaustralia.com. It would be great if you could share this episode with your network because who doesn't like a good news story? And please rate and review us. We would really love to hear your thoughts. Until next week, stay safe and remember, together we make a difference.
0: Thanks for joining us today on the Inspirational Australians podcast. We hope you enjoyed listening and have been inspired by ordinary Australians achieving extraordinary things. So it's goodbye for another week. Remember, together we make a difference.